I said I need more. I said I need more. And I won't stop till I get it. Hey. I said I need more. I said I need more. And I won't stop till I get it. Welcome back to the Underground Economy, your resource for entrepreneurial knowledge. You're here with host Elijah Grant and Josh Graves, and we have a very special guest today, Kayla K. Meg. Give it up for. <laughs> so, like I said, told you earlier today, I was creeping pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, and on your page, uh, Kayla K. Meg, the uh, athlete, mm-hmm. there's a couple of different things that stood out to me, but one that I felt like was really, really consistent for you um, was your mindset. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what I got the most out of your posts. Yeah. And I think it's really cool how you, you like take moments in time, whether it be like post-workout, mm-hmm. frustrated, and then you kind of explain to people, hey, this is what's going on in my head. This is what I do in these situations. This is how I think I can help you. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to know, where did you kind of cultivate that mindset from? Oh my gosh. I think it's just my desire to always want to help people anyways. And I feel like if I'm experiencing this, I know there's others that probably are also struggling. Um, so I figured why not try to give what I can to help other people? And it just seems so natural mm. um, for me. And then it, in turn, it, it helps me just hold myself accountable. So, mm. yeah. That's really cool. And yeah. is the... It seems like the premise isn't nece- isn't necessarily that you're a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. but that kind of is obvious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Is, where did that come from? Like, how did you fall into bodybuilding, or how did it fall into you? I guess. So I had been a runner for a while before, and I've I've always struggled with weight my whole life. It's mm. been something I've struggled with for a long time. And initially on my journey, I started with running. And I, I got my results. I liked it. But then I got bored and the results weren't happening the same way. So then I reached out to a coach who helped me more with like the nutritional side and got me into weightlifting, lifting mm. the weights. And I just fell instantly in love. Um, and I think I was intimidated at first. That's why I never wanted to try it. But to have someone who knew what they were doing and to kind of coach me and mentor me just gave me that confidence. Mm. So then I think that just kind of naturally in turn, I wanted to keep expanding and keep, you know, giving that out. So, yeah. Mm. So when I'm, I'm curious. So, like, I feel like for me, I, I had a small window in there where I'm like, weightlifting's fun. Yeah. And then that, like, died off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, instantly for me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering for for someone like me, I know it's important, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily always make the time. What, what would you say to someone like me to, that would give me the motivation to make it a daily ritual? For me, knowing your schedule, I think, and what what are the excuses that you come up with during the day to not do it? Mm. So for me, I had to wake up early. I had to change that about myself and say, you know what? If I'm going to make the time, I have to do it first thing in the morning. So, I, you know, I get up now at 3.45, 4 in the morning, and, mm. you know, I, I just make that commitment to myself. So there's no excuses. If I can't get it in the morning, then I know that I have to I have to... I have to get it done at, at night. It's just not an excuse for me, I guess. Like, mm. it just has to get done. And that that's yeah. from day one, just day one. You're from, like, 3.30, let's go. From day one. I don't know what it was. I think it was just the fact that I made that commitment to myself. I wasn't happy with myself. And mm. it was do or, like, this is it. Like, this is the pivotal time where you got to make that decision. Mm. So, and I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna fall on those excuses anymore. <laughs> mm. That Yeah, where does that come from, though? Like, was it, did you have, like, some traumatic event? And they're like, hey if you don't work out, this is going to happen. 
there's a lot of, so there's a lot of traumatic things that maybe that stem from that for sure. Um, the pivotal time for me when this whole bodybuilding thing happened, um, it was a toxic relationship that I was in Mm. and it finally hit me right in the face of how toxic it was. And I knew something in my life I had to just take control of. And I wasn't happy with that space and of, you know, being overweight and not happy with myself. And it was allowing me to stay in that relationship Mm. and just taking the step and having someone who to believe in me when I didn't um, just helped even more. And I think having that traumatic experience just fed into I got to I got to get better. I got to do better because I never want to have to be in that spot again pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So were you, were you worried about the the stigma that kind of comes with being a bodybuilder when you first got into it? Cuz I'm yeah. sure at first it was like yeah. okay, I'm going to get in shape and then your friends are probably like, "Whoa, you're kind of scary now." Yeah, and I don't think it really hit me at first the stigma that comes with bodybuilding. Mm. Um it I mean it kind of has now as I'm getting more and more into it. Um but honestly, I don't I, I guess I don't let it affect me as much. Mm. Yeah, people can say what they want. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but this is what makes me happy. So, I mean, I'm going to still rock it out, and if you don't right. like it, then you don't have to like it. Mm. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Uh, I like that attitude, that energy. Yeah, um, thanks. That's kind of how I try to live my life, too. Like, yeah. Uh, it really don't matter what other people's opinions are, right. as long as you're happy. Yeah, because yeah, he, he was... Because you... Different stories, but for him, it was him starting in his house with the studio. Yeah. Because this yeah, looks really cool now, but when yeah. you're in your house, people are like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's going to work out? Yeah, I mean, I, I had friends, family members, everything like, Josh, you really need to get your life in order. And I'm like, I just did. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Yep. Like, I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling happy. So, like, and it's it's hard when people are trying to tell you, like, you're not doing what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do when you really in your heart know that you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, you just kind of like go full force and ignore everyone. Yeah. And probably like just your core support people who do believe in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that's also helped um, yeah. to have like that bodybuilding community that I have, the gym that I go to, you know, you feel they understand and they're so welcoming and. Yeah. yeah, I just started my uh, fitness journey four four weeks ago, so I'm awesome. new. I'm new at it, but yeah. I definitely can agree with the excuses and stuff like that that I, yeah. I'm trying to no longer make. So like, I'll get up. Um, I'll try to get up early. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the gym and then start the rest of my day. Because you know, even as an entrepreneur, we're bound to make excuses for mm-hmm. other things that aren't mm-hmm. our business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. you know, because oh, we're so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, yeah. And now that the kids come around, then you're like, oh wow, I'm super that. busy, and now mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know yeah. what? No, I'm gonna go to the gym every day. You know, right yep. in the morning, and I'll have yeah. and my days feel way better. My energy's up. Exactly. My confidence, all that. Like, have you have you noticed a dramatic difference? I'm assuming you work out at least. Almost every day. Yeah, I do. Um, every day. And yeah, it's initially when you get up that first time, you're like, oh my God, this stinks. I want to just go back to bed. But then you get there and you get that workout done and you're like, I can take on the whole world type yeah. of thing. So yeah, initially, yeah, it stinks when you first wake up. But trust me, like the, the time gets better. Mm. And yeah. speaking of getting better, you mentioned on one of your blog posts about like how how you have certain anchors in mm-hmm. your routines. Yeah. What, what are some of those routines that are anchors for you, and then kind of why do you think they're important? 
So, yeah, and um, so the anchors are rituals that I like to kind of keep to when I am struggling through a mindset that I have, a negative mindset is mm. meditation is cru- crucial for me. Mm. It helps me. Um, and then yoga. I have really strong ties to yoga. Um, so those are core anchors. But then, of course, my son. <laughs> um, he kind of put, like, when I do kind of, you know, have, why am I doing this? You know, I just want to give up, whatever. Um, thinking about the example I'm setting for Gabe um, kind of pushes me through, too. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. I, you're definitely making an impact. Juwan says, hey. Oh, hey, Juwan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to give kudos to him because he's really helped me just get out of my shell and reach out to people that I, I mean, I would have never reached out to you guys, but it wasn't for yeah. Jay myself. Shout, shout out to Juwan. Yeah, yeah, Juwan. Everyone go follow him too. Yes. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of entrepreneurs, for people like me, mm-hmm. and I'm not normal because I can get in the workout mindset, but let's pretend like I'm that guy that just yeah. drives to work and drops his pins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, drives to work every day and like eats McDonald's, maybe Jimmy John's when I want to be healthy. Um, I go home. I can't. I don't do anything. Cause I'm so exhausted. The kids are doing all this stuff. What What's something that they can do? Is there some, Is there an option for people who don't have the time? Yeah, I think um, getting into some type of routine that you can do at home. Um, I think utilizing YouTube is mm. a is an, a great resource as well. I know on days when I can't make to the gym for whatever reason, I put together a quick cardio workout at home. Mm. So high intensity. Um, Yeah. So like there's certain interval, like interval exercises that I do. So let's say I do burpees, mountain climbers, um, certain exercises that you put together and you just do it for a certain amount of time and repeat that circuit over and over just to get that heart rate going. I think that's a good starting point. Also just walking, even just Mm. going outside and walking outside. Um, And then don't think you have to automatically change everything in your diet. Just pick one thing that you know, hey, this probably I should do better with this. Like, let's Mm. say you are a big, like, soda pop drinker. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm going to cut down on my soda consumption by so much this week. And then just gradually keep increasing that. But I think getting that accountability buddy, like, I think that just really helps. The Mm. minute I got a coach and I was surrounded with people who had the same goals, it just, the accountability, I mean, you can't match that. Because then you're, you know, you're going and you're, and you're meeting those people and they're saying, you know, asking how you're doing and it's just all goes together that way. So what you're saying is me and Josh should be accountability partners yes. for the gym. Yes. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Reach out to those people. <laughs> we'll talk. Okay. I got to keep following this list, guys. It's pretty long. So we got it. We got on the mindset, the frequency of it, um, and how that kind of impacts your day. Have you noticed... Because um, you also, I saw that you're a business partner with uh, Zaya. Yeah, it? yep, Zaya Active. <laughs> and have you have you noticed any type of translation between those healthy uh, physical rituals and like the mindset that you have throughout the day or the way that you approach your day? Does oh, that have an impact? It does for sure. Um, even though I do have the Zaya Active business, I am a I'm a dental hygienist and I deal mm. with customer service a lot throughout the day. So there's you know some angry you know, patients maybe or some situations where I have to go to that mindset where it's like, okay, just breathe. Like you can handle this. It's just an upset, you know, customer, put yourself in their shoes. Um, and I think to be able to look at the emotions that arise is neutrally, like just Mm. because this happens, like, yeah, you might feel angry. You don't have to sit there and fester in that. You can Mm. say, yes, I'm angry, but I can decide not to be and choose to go the other way. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, I think just those, the rituals of meditation and being able to, I don't know how to explain it, but because when I do it, it's just those emotions that come up, um, realizing that's neutral, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can, we probably have different experience with it, but for me, yeah. I, I think meditation is important because it, it gives me a time to kind of forget all the stuff around me that's going on yeah and kind of refocus so it's i see it kind of like okay a thought may come up in my head that can make me upset i don't have to engage with it though right i can just let it go and then in the real world when someone says something crazy to you you can be like oh wow that that that's right by me (laughs) right (laughs) exactly and then same with yoga too because what i I, i'm not as deep as you are i'm sure with it but i've watched a couple youtube videos so i'm an Mm -hmm. expert Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but now i've done some uh like some different types of yoga. And I've noticed that one of the key elements is breathing. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes in handy too, because you, it, it's a metaphor for how life is. Yeah. You're putting yourself in these uncomfortable situations. And the only way to get through it is to breathe. Mm-hmm. And just like in real life, someone says something crazy, someone runs you over, someone smacks you down the street. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are moments where I still get angry. Don't, you yeah, know, where yeah, it kind of yeah, yeah, takes yeah. over a bit. But it's nice to know you have the strength to say, no, I don't have to react mm-hmm. to this emotion right now. Well, mm-hmm. I, I feel like yeah. it's important to understand that emotions are tools, mm-hmm. not, you know, something that we have to automatically give into like mm-hmm. anger is a is a is an emotion that sometimes has to be used yeah but yeah. there is a time for that yeah mm-hmm. just like any other emotion you have there's timing for these specific emotions yeah you, you don't want to always use them mm-hmm. because the thing is once you flip that anger stick or that switch there's no going back you have to be able to utilize that in the perfect timings for any yep. any situation mm-hmm. oh yeah because, you know, emotions are definitely energy. So if you can take that energy and channel it into something else, I mean, mm-hmm. you're unstoppable almost, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like that, that, I heard a quote today. It says something along the lines of, like, most people return to the familiar past. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they end up in the predictable future. Yeah. So that, that means I live most of This isn't me. But what people mm-hmm. who are living in the past do is they'll put themselves in that past situation. Oh, I used to suck at this. I used mm-hmm. to be overweight. I used to only make this much Mm -hmm. and they're living in that past. And because of that, now they're thinking in that same way and acting in that same way. But in other words, they're putting all their energy in their past. Yeah. And then that doesn't do anything for them. Mm -hmm. But if they were to take all that motivation, all that energy and put it into right now, like what can I do right now and focus on, okay, if I do this, it'll get me there. It's totally different use of energy. So I I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And I think kind of cycling back to where that came for me when I first started this journey was I was just sick and tired of what I was going through. Mm. And instead of just feeding into that cycle, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking this energy and I'm going to channel it to break this. Mm. So, yeah, completely agree. I'm sure that comes into the gym as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So emotions. Yeah. Like you said, emotions aren't bad or good necessarily. You can take them however you want and use it how you want. That's, I think, where we struggle, though, is just knowing how to take that energy and transform it into something good. <laughs> mm. And something I really liked about the Zaya is it, it lines up with what you obviously are passionate about. Yeah. So yep. what can you tell me a little bit, tell all of us a little yeah, bit sure. about that and like what yeah. that is and, and why you think it's important? Yeah, because exactly, Zaya, when I was kind of researching them and their company, it's a community based with, with women and empowering them to, you know, basically uplift, uplift them, give them the confidence they need. So when they do make that decision, I want to be healthier, I want to go to the gym, 
there's the option that we can help them feel confident and sexy, mm. you know? So they're going to have those compression leggings. They're going to suck everything in, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that way you feel you're covered, you're confident, and you can do your thing, work out, and leave knowing you're still going to look good and go run your day and pick up the kids. And um, and also, it's just like the community part is we're building together up. We can reach out for help if you have questions on the journey. Um just building that community again, the the accountability part mm. too. So that just fit perfectly for me when I saw that within their company, because with I have a lioness project, kind of like a like a VIP group to that, mm. and I want it to be more of women coming together and empowering each other instead of comparing and mm. you know tearing each other down. And I think women struggle with that, and yeah. it's just. It's like no, like we can all be together and love each other and help each other love ourselves and. Be powerful women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I love it. I love Zaya because of that. Do you are you a part of any other like uh, groups or masterminds of like minded women like that? I'm trying to. Um, mm. I haven't really came across anything that I that I've seen lately, but I'm I'm slowly trying to build that tribe within this to get to get that going. But I would love to to kind of get out there and network with another similar group for sure. Mm. Yeah. And kind of along that same line, what um what do you kind of see, where do you see yourself within, you can take it wherever you want. Sure. Let, let's say, let's say we can wave a magic wand mm-hmm. and we can go perfectly 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Assuming everything goes just like you want it, where do you see yourself? <laughs> so this, I... This might seem a little crazy, but um, (laughs) so the Linus Project actually kind of comes from um, when I got into bodybuilding, I really looked up to Hattie Boydell and Mm. she has the sports model project. I would love in 10 years to be a part of that in some way. Mm. So to be um, to compete in the WBFF, be engulfed into her sports model project is either like helping coach or just being on that level with those same kind of like like-minded women. Mm-hmm. That is my ultimate goal. Like I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. I when I think about it, I get really like excited, but then, you know, that voice is like that's so big, that's so crazy, but I'm like that's why I want to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, there there's so many like quotes around this, but they basically say like if the people around you are comfortable with your goal it's not big enough yeah right like people are like oh you can do that that's that's the wrong goal yeah so i mean the fact that you even can doubt it let you know like okay i'm on the right path <laughs> yeah it, that's scary that's what i'm yeah and when i think about it it's just i know i'm just the excitement just bubbles up <laughs> do, do you do any coaching now i i don't um I want to do more i don't want to do like nutritional coaching i would love to do like life coaching mm. um but that would be something to think about that I'm wanting to do in the future. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So the last question I got, unless you got anything for, um, what what's one message that you would give to? Because I think another underlying theme of this is mm-hmm. confidence. Yeah. And I think I think some people struggle with confidence because they can't very easily change their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what advice would you give to someone that maybe is struggling with a physical appearance or an ailment? Um, what, what's, what's something that you would say to them? 
Um, so for when I, cause I can only kind of relate it back to me, what helped me, cause obviously when I first started, I did not look like a bodybuilder. I didn't mm-hmm. have, you know, the muscle tone or anything, you know what I mean? So at first it was hard to get into that mindset, but then the minute that I just said, you know, well, what, what would the person I want to be, how would they make this decision? Mm. Um, then that, then it finally where my mind, even though I didn't necessarily look like that yet, I was just making the decisions to get to that point. So Hattie Boydell, how would Hattie, what would Hattie choose to eat? Would she choose mm. to eat my meal prep meal that I'm supposed to be eating? Hell yeah, she probably would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I did. And when the minute I changed that, um, that's when my results started to click. Like the fat was, my body was recompositioning. My muscle tone was coming through because... I just kept thinking, well, what would Hattie Boyle do? And I know that sounds kind of dumb, but, like, what would she do? What would she do? And just naturally then habits built, and I didn't have to say what would Hattie Boyle do. I could say, what would Kayla Kymig do? Mm, <laughs> so, like yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a good, good note to end on. I got one more. Oh, we got one more. Yeah. Uh, what resources <laughs> do you have? Uh, do you, would you recommend for people that are looking to, like, meal prep and uh, looking for specific workouts yeah. um, in order to, you know, take that first step into – a more uh, healthier lifestyle. Sure. So I definitely reaching out to a nutritional coach. I uh, Lionel Bassett is my coach, mm. and he, I mean, he just knows his nutrition. I would reach out to a nutritionist uh, to help get that meal prep prep together, the meal planning together, um, and then yeah, YouTubing and just researching. That's what I, I just researched on exercises. Like when I couldn't make to the gym, good workouts for at home, and then mm. I would tweak it to what. I what I would want to do. I would just keep that core coreness to it. So I think just making the adjustments and knowing where your weaknesses are. Mine was food, so I reached out to somebody that could get that meal plan together for me. Mm. And yeah. do, this is a detail. I'm just curious. Do you actually have to cook the food, or does it come? I no, I cook it. Yeah. Mm. So he gave me like what the amounts I need to eat my macros. Um, gave that to me. Gave me the the foods to eat, and then yeah, I meal prep every Sunday or Monday or you know, and I yeah, make yeah, <laughs> yep, and I get that all prepared and like yeah, ten chicken breasts for the whole week. Yeah, okay. what helps? What helped me was then like looking at everything as like protein, carbs, and fat, and then I would just prep you know my proteins, my carbs, my fats, and then have it there in the fridge, and then when I was hungry, just kind of throw mm. you know measure what I need of my protein, measure what I need of that. And then it just made it easy, and, like, I didn't really have to think about it. And I didn't keep any of that unhealthy food, obviously, in the house. Right. Gabe has, like, his own, like, stash of teenage food in his own area. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> He's got his artificial yeah. sugars rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah. Nice. Well, that, I appreciate your knowledge yeah. and you coming through, Kayla. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank so you for you the time. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for visiting the Underground Economy, guys. We'll see you later. I said I need more I said I need more And I won't stop till I get it Hey I said I need more I said I need more And I won't stop